What up? What's going on, Whisper Nation? What is going on, Austin? Johnny. What's up, Travis? Johnny's out sick or on a sick day or going to a wedding or whatever he's doing, but it's just us here. You know know what that means? We get to get away with shit we don't normally do because Johnny's not here. Just said the S word. S H I T, baby. No, but welcome in, Whisper Nation, to another mock draft Monday. I am Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. I'm joined by Austin Sear, who you can find on Twitter at Austin underscore R underscore Sear. And we're also joined by Whisper Nation in the chat right now. Rob Shorter, all the way from England. Ronald Kala over there in Pennsylvania. Smitty Satow, I don't know where you're at. Mr. Miyagi over there waxing a car, I'm, I imagine, somewhere. Uh, but welcome in. We've got another mock draft for y'all here today. It's a 10-team dynasty startup PPR. Uh, we've been into a few super flexes. This will be a normal uh, kind of roster build or a, a typical roster build, three wide receivers. But Austin, we're also going to be doing an underdog draft after oh, the sleeper right. draft. Yeah, and then we're going to be doing this one with you, Whisper Nation. Well, potentially up to four of you are yeah. welcome to join us via underdog where we're going to be drafting a for reals best ball tournament. It's three bucks, right? We're going to do a $3 entry That's fee. Right. And if you want to get along and you haven't already joined underdog fantasy, honest to goodness, it's not because they pay us to say this. It's because it's true. It's a great, great betting platform. It's super fun. We all do a bunch of different bet slips with our league of record and our friends. Now we want to do a best ball tournament with you. So download underdog fantasy and use the promo code TFW. You can get up to a hundred dollars match. So you put in a hundred bucks, they give you a hundred bucks. Now you got 200 bucks to make good and bad decisions with. Come and bring that $3 yeah. this way. See what we do. Perfect. Well put there by my man, Austin, as he gets you ready for that draft. But that's just like the cherry on top. That's just the dessert because we're actually pizza belly in here saying, yo, yo, yo. We Sorry. are actually drafting in here and pizza belly is going to be in our draft with 10 of y'all, or I guess I should say seven of y'all. Uh, let me see if I can get us rocking and rolling here. Nope. That's not it. Oh, there we go. About now There we go. Okay. So it's full. So I'm just going to message the man behind the curtain, Johnny, who's on the road right now. Uh, Hit the the um, so we should be ready to rock and roll. Six of you guys joining us here on YouTube. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Help the video get out to all the eyeballs. Help the algorithm grow. And I got to get over here and draft a little bit. Who, who are you oh, thinking wow. right here in the one one spot? The dynasty startup mock draft, not super flex. PPR, just one, PPR, full point. I'm gonna. I guess who? I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor. I haven't drafted much of him in our mock draft Mondays yet. Here, let me silence that nonsense. Just like our cell phones for the last seven years. <laughs> <laughs> silence. Yeah. Here's what I want to ask you about this one: Jamar Chase, RJC two. What's going on, RJC2? I think I've got that pronunciation right. Also, just a quick shout-out. Smitty Satow, we said what's up in the chat, but what's up in the drafting room? Brocal38, Jay Blizzy, former Whisper Listener League champion. And if you want to be a part of the Whisper Listener League, keep tuning around, hanging out, because we do a great 16-team league throughout the season, one that Josh has won in the past. Um, and then Jacob Bly, our number one fan, he is also he's coming up. Well, what's going well, on? Pizza family, Reed, Tyler, and Johnny. Uh, Ronald wanted to let you know that RJC2 is Ronald, Professor Ron. Oh, 
he finally got in for a draft for us. Yeah, what's up, Professor Ron? It is not super flex pizza belly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Austin. I just wanted to let him know. Not super flex. Um, so we'll get that out there. But yeah, man, it's good to have Ronald in here. Uh, he's been a, you know, we got him, I'd probably say beginning or middle of last year. And Ronald's been one of the true blues out here, no rocking, doubt. holding down, holding down the uh, channel with us. We appreciate you, Ronald. And now you're in there drafting with us. I thought about Jamar Chase too. Um, that's where I was kind of leaning there at one, one. I'd say I, Jefferson. The problem with me is Jefferson's not tied uh, to Kirk Cousins past one year. Yeah, that's that's where that's right, right at. Yeah, I just had a little bit of a brain fart right here. I was like, Cooper Cup is still here. I thought about Cooper Cup too. Dummies. But you know, I, I think this is a really interesting one. I, I, we're, you know, we're obviously talking about Dynasty Travi, but I do have some redraft questions in here, and we don't have to yeah, go further than the second selected player, Jamar Chase, where I've got a legit question that's popping up, and that's who's going to be more valuable in redraft leagues this year, Jamar Chase or T. Higgins? Value-wise, I would probably have to believe that it's going to be T. Higgins. I think where you're going to have to take Chase, the boomer bust nature of Chase's play, you know, he was very feast or famine down the stretch. And in the last seven games, I believe T. Higgins scored more points than Jamar Chase down the stretch. So some of those things that, you know, the, we find little nuggets towards the end of the year, you know, and then we kind of, you know, Austin does a great job writing those down in his journal. We've got other, uh, you know, ways of, of keeping track of that. But that's one that really caught my eye that was all over Twitter was that T. Higgins was actually the most productive wide receiver down the stretch for the Bengals, not Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase's monster games were the ones that really get your fantasy boner going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get really excited. But, you know, winning championships also get you going too. And you got to be able to. And T. it's not like T. Higgins is incapable of big plays. You got to go no further right. than the Super Bowl to find what T Higgins is capable of. And he's coming to his third year. Like people forget how highly touted a prospect T Higgins was like, this was a dude. He just kind of got overshadowed because Jamar chase is supposed to be, <laughs> you know, the best receiver coming out in a very, very long time. Right. A lot of sex appeal attached to that name and rightfully so, but T Higgins is getting slept on a little bit. I think you framed it perfectly there. The better value is T Higgins. And I'm not even shocked if he ends up outperforming him with just raw total points by the end of the year. Now I'm picking Jamar yeah. Chase over T Higgins, but I'm not surprised if it goes the other way. Yeah, right. Exactly. The The range of outcomes is definitely there for T Higgins and the range of outcomes for Jamar Chase to kind of underperform at that really high level wide receiver, you know, that you need. Cause you're, this is the range we're drafting guys. Like, I mean, this is obviously dynasty, but you know, Devonte Adams, T or uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, all those guys within that same kind of frame. And why wouldn't you take, you know, your your guy Jamar Chase? But that's what we're talking about. Maybe you pass for that for the running back upside, the depth of the position, and you go with a running back, and you can go snag a T Higgins later. Mm. You, you mentioned in the offense still, you know. Yeah, you mentioned Devontae Adams, and he's another one that's got a lot of news attached to his name. Obviously, with the big trade over to Las Vegas, he gets to reunite with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. They've already bought in houses next to each other. They're super stoked to revisit that's those cute. showers that they got involved with in <laughs> Fresno State. Uh, I, the I, old I, shower narrative. I, I mean, the shower narrative, it's it's real until it's not. And I think there's some truth to it. Right now, we, we were just talking about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, another good shower narrative, one that we got going, and that one surely has not disappointed. But what – I mean, Devontae Adams is not going to do better unless something weird happens than he did last year, right? Like, it's just not 
I don't know how it's possible for him to do better than he did with Aaron Rodgers, who was the MVP quarterback, who had an obsession with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams would get force-fed. Uh, I, I just don't see the exact same dynamic for him this year, right? Yeah, and then and we talked a little bit about this when we broke the news last Thursday about um, the Devontae Adams deal. And the bottom line is this, as I make this pick really quick, for me, at least... We had issues with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and some of these guys all getting home at the same time. You know, they would kind of trade off games in this offense with Derek Carr. Now, that's not to say that Derek Carr won't favor these, you know, Devontae Adams more than those guys. But I just wonder if this is an offense that actually needs somebody, you know, like where in Green Bay, he needed to be a guy that was 30 percent target market share. I don't know that they need that. This offense is actually sneakily good and and, and well balanced. Um, you have a slot receiver in Hunter right. Renfro. You have some outside receivers in Devontae and Brian Edwards. You've got Darren Waller up the middle as well. You've got backs you can cycle through to run uh, and, and throw to. So to me, I don't know. And you got a defense a, that can keep it fair. Yeah, I don't know if there's as, as much of a demand for Devontae to be that, you know, demanding of targets, uh, you know, for lack of a, of a better word there. So for me, I, I think Devontae Adams has to take a hit now where that hit is. I don't know, probably probably finishes five to 12, you know, wide receiver five to 12. So still a wide receiver one, you know, yeah. but are you taking him as that, you know, the other thing too was touchdowns, you know, Rogers yeah. loved throwing Devonte Adams touchdowns. And he was one of the guys that broke the mold. Like you can't normally project touchdowns. Well, you can when your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers and he loves throwing touchdowns to wide receivers in the end zone. So, and he's good enough different. to impose his will. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Derek Carr is good enough to do that. No. And now, and I don't want to, I don't want to shit on Derek Carr. I think, you know, I think um, he's up. I think he's a lot better than he gets credit for. I think it's, I think agreed. most people recognize that he had 4,800 passing yards and a playoff appearance last year. Yeah. Agreed. And this offense was, you know, with a bunch of like with Hunter Renfro's of the world was really good last year. And he has to get the credit for that because they put up a ton of yards. And you got to think with a Devontae Adams, he could be even better. So, but again, uh, this isn't an offense that's going to demand Devontae to see, you know, I don't think it's going to demand him to see 15 to 20 targets a game. Right. And even if it, I mean, they still got Darren Waller, who's really, yeah. really good. And like the Packers best receiver that's, outside of Devontae Adams was, yeah, he, Alan Lazar. you know what I mean? No, right. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm going to say, but it's, Maybe it's MVS some weeks. We thought it could have been Tunyon at the beginning of the season. It was such a clear number one, and that was what helped Devontae Adams be, like, insane. And now you, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, it's a, it's a totally different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Speaking of, speaking of a different dynamic here, Jacob Bly, number one fan. What's going on, Jacob? Uh, he, he drafts Kyle Pitts here in the third round, and we've got our guy, Mr. Miyagi, saying with Matt Ryan going to Indy, I've – heard Hawkinson over Pitts. So Josh, uh, asking, yeah, Josh actually saying how is Pitts not the first tight end. So I'll, I just want to get your take yeah. on this, Austin, because Matt Ryan's out of town. They did just sign Marcus Mariota, Mariota not shortly yeah. after that to a two-year deal. Yeah. But are we excited about Pitts in a, in a second year, or do we think it's probably going to be more of the same where he's going to be a middling tight end? I think that there's, I, I got, you know, I, I got the goosebumps right now. And, you know, I can't fake them on this. Yeah, baby. I, I, I want to knock pits. I just want to do it because I want to say, don't worry about it. Um, he's not going to, he's, he's going to be another middle of the road dude. 
I don't think that's the case, though. I, I can't say those words and not feel like I'm lying when I start to talk about pits. We watch players get better. That's what happens. That's a part of the growth process. If you exist, if you're a living thing, you grow, you get better, you adapt to your surroundings. Kyle Pitts came into the league young. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's not a he's not a Terry McLaurin coming in at like age 23. Like Kyle Pitts was, I mean, how I bet mean, Kyle Pitts is like 22 right now. He's 21 still right now. Like the dude is is young. And who else does Atlanta have now? Oh, Olamide, that's it, man. Christian Blake, like Cordero Patterson. It's a weird kind of squad. And even if Marcus Mariota's very best passing year netted him a whole whopping 3,426 yards back in 2016, 26 tutties and nine interceptions. You know, he's only broken 3,000 yards twice, but he hasn't had a ton of opportunity. And even if he's throwing for 3,000 yards, like first off, if he gets all 17 starts, he's going to throw for more than 3,000 yards. But let's just say he only throws for 3,000 yards. It's like, mm. where is it going to go? I bet that Kyle Pitts gets at least 800 of those 3,000 yards. And I think that's a pretty conservative estimate. Um, and for a tight end, 800 yards and like five touchdowns is still pretty good. And I think yeah, and I think, you, I think you said it best when you talked about who else are they going to throw to, and you, you listed all these guys. I mean, even our guy, uh, you know, Russell Gage got out of town and went to, with Tampa Bay. So basically there's been a whole turnover there in Atlanta. Cordero Patterson is back, but you imagine they're going to use him a lot more in the running game as well, which means Kyle Pitts has got the ability here. I mean, the, the draft capital one, they don't want to look stupid for taking him inside the top five. Paul also – you know, we're going to have a situation where they're just going to feed this guy targets and then imagine using him in the end zone, too. What's up, Z? We got Scott. And yeah, Z you talk and about Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's up, guys? What's going on? Oh, good question, Scott. Hell yes. You just deposited money into Underdog. How do I sign up for today's draft? Thank you very much, Scott, for bringing this up. We had mentioned it a little bit at the start, but you're getting more specific with the logistics, and I love it. So it requires a full room to get started in underdog. And once the room is full, the draft just starts. So we yeah. have a little less control than would be ideal, but it's entirely workable. So here's the plan, Whisper Nation. Travi is going to get the underdog link shared near the end of this draft here via sleeper. We're going to go to a five-minute countdown video, the same one we do at the top of the show, and allow Whisper Nation to join that underdog best ball room. Once the room fills up, we'll just go ahead and cut that and get the draft started. I will see. We're going to do a, a six-person best ball to get started. Travi and I are two. Scott, you'd make three if you get in there, and then we'd have three more folks that would be jumping into the underdog best ball draft for a $3 buy-in and we'll do this one together. It'll be a real draft, real money paid out at the end of the, at the season next year. should be a lot of fun. We're going to be trying to do it every single Monday. So if you don't get in this Monday, we'll do it again next Monday, but uh, mm -hmm. you got to to get in on this one. I'd love to have you. What up, Jacob Bly? Good to have you in here. what do you think? I like Javante Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Pitts and George Kittle. Interesting pickup that Jacob Bly went with there. I'm, I'm kind of into it actually scott we'll be dropping the link in discord and in this chat and on twitter so you'll be have no no shortage of links uh to get it there or no shortage of platforms to get it oh, we got scott you. asking where the link will be 
working our way through it here. Yeah, what was this? Uh, Pizza Belly came in. I know nothing. I know nothing about possible rookies yet. By the way, LOL. You, you're joining us too. We're uh, we're still kind of figuring that stuff out too. It's hard to really project rookies as well without teams, or at least that's yeah. been my. That's been my kind of MO. I'm not a huge scout guy. I'm not a huge Devi guy. Z is in here. If you want some good uh, rookie information, go go talk with Z at ZCantsFF at, at ZCantsFF on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, that is the way to do it. Jameson Crowder to the, to the Bills. Oh. Wow, wow, breaking news. Crowder to the Bills. One year, four million, says Mr. Miyagi. Breaking news. I kind of like it for the Bills. What do you think, Travi? Yeah, I think it's fine. They got rid of uh, of Cole Beasley, so they were in the need of a slot receiver. Jameson Crowder will fill that void pretty nicely. Um, I don't know how it'll fe- affect fantasy too much. Uh, there will be days where you could like stream in. Um, you know, <laughs> let's see what did he say? If I oh Z in here, if I sleep you guys a dollar sixty, let's three way this team, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Z, we'll yes, just we'll drop you the link, brother. You just gotta get no, in there, come my man. With come with yeah. us. Come on, do with us. You know, I want to say about Crowder. Like, Crowder is such an interesting player for me because he, he I mean, he kind of gives me that like Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett vibe, where it's an under, like an undersized, not an insanely talented guy who then produces elite numbers here and there. And he hasn't had a great quarterback like his entire career coming out of the Jets organization, right? But He's done really good things. So my question is, what is it about Crowder that makes him so good? And how sneaky a pickup could it be for the Bills then? Like, I think he's kind of one of those sneakily really good slot receivers. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he, when he's on the field, you know, barring injury, yeah. he's been really productive, really, really productive with, you know, trash cans at, at quarterback for the Jets over the years, too. And he's continued to put his numbers up. Um I think he will he will feast over there uh, with Josh Allen, for sure. I just wonder, you know, I, I don't see it being as profitable a situation for fantasy, um, because Josh is is one to kind of hog the touchdowns for himself or really go to Stephon Diggs. Maybe even this hurt, hurt Diggs. Does this like help the Bills and hurt Diggs, fantasy wise? No, I mean I think. Diggs has been in the same boat that he was last year where he's not the dominant that in his first year in Buffalo, you know, he's not the dominant wide receiver he was then, but last year, you know, still ended up wide receiver seven, I think wide receiver eight. So like, he's not going to kill you. Like he's great. He's going to be a great wide receiver one for you. I think people were expecting him to continuously be Josh Allen's only threat, you know, and this team continues to put guys on the field around him, you know, Gabe Davis, they had Emmanuel Sanders for a couple or for a year there too. Um, you know, I think there's, there's, there's other ways they want to get the ball. Dawson Knox has been involved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just been a lot of work. Uh, yeah, Josh talking about his route running one of the best. Absolutely. It's, it's Cole right. Beasley still with the bills. No, he got released. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, he, week. So weird. So weird. So weird. Just so good, right? Like I, I just remember hearing so many people talk about how good Cole Beasley was. So weird they let him go. But Jamison Crowder, I think, is an upgrade there at that slot position. The Bills, man, they just Josh Allen back to back, back to back years as the number one overall fantasy quarterback. Like I know we all know that, but it still is kind of wild to say, right? Like Josh Allen back to back years as the number one overall quarterback. All right. 
Yeah, I mean, he's just like this hybrid of like Cam Newton and Big Ben kind of like where he's just like oh, ridiculously, nice ridiculously slinging the ball around, can run it and absorb hits for now. I mean, we saw how that caught up to Cam Newton, but for now he continues to just dominate as a runner. Um, and you don't want anything more than that, man. Give me a big live arm and the ability to run. I mean, that's that's beautiful. That's I how think we get Pete's- Pizza Belly, I rounds it out here nicely, and the chats agree. And I think Crowder will take over Beasley stats, and Gabe Davis will take over the Sanders role. I think both of those receivers are upgrades from what we saw in the previous year. Like Emmanuel Sanders killed it for a little while, but this dude was thirty-four years old as the deep threat, and he he filled in well. But then Gabe Davis, we just saw him emerge, filling in those you know up and comer shoes, and he looked really, really good. How many touchdowns did he have? Did he have like four touchdowns. Four in that, yeah, in that, in Jeez. that AFC conference or in the divisional round i mean that was unreal and i think gabe davis has the opportunity here crowder as well to somebody needs to solidify that second option behind stefan Diggs for us because it was a revolving door so many times last year it would be really nice to get one guy that's consistent i think i'm gonna bet on gabe davis but i wouldn't be surprised we've been talking a lot about crowder the last couple minutes i wouldn't be surprised if crowder consistently got it done for them we got over 15 of you guys watching with us. A bunch of you in the chat, drafting with us as well. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. Give us a like on your way in. And uh, talk Let us know where you're watching it from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Let us know, where you're, let us know where you're tuning in from. I didn't know that Josh is in Southern California. It just let us know that. Me too. Josh, where specifically are you at? Not like your crossroads or anything. I don't even know your address. But like, you know, just <laughs> give like me, what city? Give me your GPS uh, coordinates, <laughs> please. Have a pin, bro. Yeah. No, 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 man. Uh, just wondering how uh, how close we actually are over here. <laughs> Travis, you've got your picks coming up. I'm wondering if you got anything on your mind right now. You have a team you're trying to build. You took Jonathan Taylor to start it off. You got yourself a pretty sexy trio of young wide receivers there, and AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Kyler Murray is your quarterback. It's looking pretty good. Now you added Amari Cooper there with Michael Carter to be your second running back. I think that's actually a pretty nice number two running back, how young he is. The Jets, if, if not better, they should be less crowded. Yeah, this one's kind of I'm, – I'm still in the same spot as Pizza Belly where I don't know a ton about the rookies, and it's hard to, to really project a dynasty startup with rookies. So I'm trying to treat this as basically younger guys or guys with solidified roles plus second-year guys that I know because I know the team they're on. Since we don't know what team these rookies are on, I, I'm kind of asking for a pass here. But uh, that's where we're at with uh, those. Yeah, I, I think the build's been fine. I wouldn't have normally gone Jonathan Taylor in a dynasty startup here just because I like wide receiver career length a little bit better. But, I mean, I'm not going to complain about the best running back in the game right now. So uh, we'll take it. I think it's a nice build. Is Jamar Chase your number one pick then in Dynasty Startups if you were to go Jonathan Taylor? I think he has to be for me only because I don't know what the quarterback situation will be after Cousins' one-year deal here. And so otherwise, I would say Justin Jefferson gets, you know, gets a look there. But I think if we're, if we're comparing them both, like why wouldn't I take the guy tied to Joe Burrow for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future? They just increased the offensive line too, brought in Lyle Collins over as well. So, I yeah, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm excited about them. I mean, the only hesitation is that T Higgins is really good and he's going right. to be there for a while as well. And Justin Jefferson, I mean, they could bring on someone new, but it's going to be the Justin Jefferson show in Minnesota, right? For Yeah, yeah. I kind of keep going back and forth. I would probably take Jamar Chase just because it's a, like, let's go. But if you say purely on just smarts, what's the more logical pick? 
I think it's got to be Justin Jefferson. Jefferson makes sense too. Like you said about dominating target market share is definitely a, a possibility. We were just talking about Devontae Adams. Why he was so Monte good. Adams, yeah. Yeah. Smitty saying that he's in Rancho Cucamonga reminds me of the show uh, Workaholics. Rancho Cuca Pizza, dude. Z, tell us about they're... Sky Moore on this one. I'm starting to get curious of rookies we should be pay, uh, keeping a special eye on as we get more information coming out, as the draft gets closer. Who are going to be some names that we should be keeping an eye on? And maybe we see him rise. Maybe we see him fall. Who are people really excited about right now? And maybe there's a great pairing that somebody's really hoping to see Sky Moore land with or another up and coming rookie. Sky Moore sounds like a Bond movie. James yeah. Bond, 007, Sky, Sky Moore. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Idris Elba in Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Yeah. Do we know who the new, the new James Bond is going to be? Did we get that? I don't did, know. Daniel they, Craig's well, done. Yeah, they're done with that series, right? Or with yeah. that. Good Bond. <clears throat> they're Good making bond. more? Always. He dude. was a great Bond. Yeah, yeah they're going to keep going, dude. Nothing has never stopped. <sighs> How do you feel about I like my Jalen Hurts pick, Travi. I like him here to get him kind of this late. I mean, it was weird watching Jalen Hurts give you like six points through the first half and then like half the third quarter and then get you like 27 yeah. points in the in the final like 22 minutes of the game. It's definitely not fantasy for the faint at heart. I mean, you definitely have to like you can't have high blood pressure and have Jalen Hurts on your team for sure. But um, I think they're they can solidify some things. I'm really interested to see what Philly does in the draft. They didn't do much in free agency. I'm not sure if they just maybe didn't have the money and they're going to try and attack it with picks. But yeah, I'd like to see them get a little, a couple more weapons around Jalen hurts as well. And then if he takes a step forward, I think there's no reason why he can't be a top five fantasy option continuously. I mean, he was up, up until the injury last year, he was a guy that was consistently in the top five at the position. Number one there like for like said, two weeks. Poster. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, all that's within his wheelhouse, especially if they continue to attack down the field. Then get Devonta Smith and that that uh, rapport a little bit more solidified. They continue to attack down the field and then and then design runs. I think it could be really good for Jalen Hurts. What would you like to see him pick up in the draft this year? Yeah, I'd like to see another couple tight ends, maybe a good slot wide receiver. Um, I think that would be good. Eagles never make splashes. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, been their kind of MO. But, yeah, I'd love a good slot wide receiver, somebody, and maybe even another deep threat. Jalen Rigger, I just think, is not the one, you know, not going to happen. <sighs> and uh, as much as I'd love for it to happen, I don't think it's going to. So, Yeah, and, you know, I wanted to suggest a running back for them, but they did such a good job just finding dudes. Like, Jordan Howard played great for them coming off the street. I still think Miles Sanders is good. Boston Scott is fine. If they wanted to get expensive with the running back, I wouldn't hate it. It's always fun for fantasy to see a team reach and pick one up. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Z you dropping nuggets here in the chat. Says Makai Polk out of Mississippi State is someone being slept on. Keep that name in your back pocket, people. Okay. Early breakout year, transferred from Cal and played really well in his first year in the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Z man, it's got the knowledge. He's been over there cracking the tape open. Dude, I love it. Drinking the insides. We need that. <laughs> you remind me of a just like Rafiki when he cracks open the just like paints himself in the in the color in the in the yeah, dude, that's blood it. of the jungle. <laughs> the blood of the rookies. 
Yeah. Scott says Major Wood is going to be the best rookie. Not a surprising take. Not a surprise that Scott Scott wants to see Major Wood in his life. What's going on? Do it 420. Love to see What's you, up, here, guys? man. How are you going? Freak, Freak Stomper. What's up, guys? Got our people in here. Do it 420. If you want to join us on the underdog draft, you can. And anybody else that would like to get in on that, make sure you go to, over to Underdog Fantasy or download the app in the App Store. Use the promo code TFW for up to $100 of match money. And we will be dropping the link for that underdog. There's five slots open. We know Scott's interested. We know some of the guys in here are interested. We will get you that link on YouTube, on Twitter, and in Discord. And then we will start mocking with you doing a little best ball turning. Right now we're making our way through here. Speaking of Miles Sanders, he's still here. He's 24 years old. And now he's on my team. (laughs) All right. A couple of back-to-back Eagles. That's for you, Professor Ron. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Close. So we're going to get through our drafting and plan is to still do some draft grades. Is that right, Big Travi? Yeah, I think uh, maybe an alternating fashion. Sure. Maybe uh, I'll run down a team, you grade them, vice versa, and we'll get through the rest of this thing. We'll uh, we'll flippity-flop it down. We'll we'll start moving through them quick. How are you feeling about the Deshaun Watson deal to the Cleveland Browns. It's funny because we had talked about this exact same thing on Thursday. And yeah. I said, you know, Cleveland had been rumored to be out. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I'm Deshaun, I don't know why Cleveland isn't the team that I'm going to based on the right. roster and everything. And good offense, good offensive line, some weapons, yeah. especially for the rest of the teams available. You know, a lot of picks for yeah. a guy facing a lot of, lot of uh, heat right now. You know, it is a lot of heat, but I think it's pretty predictable, probably, of what's going to happen. And, you know, there's just – it's a complicated conversation right now because the pendulum is swinging. And we have gone through a period, I believe, of great reflection and adjustment through the Me Too movement, through a lot of the uh, uprisings that we saw in the last two years, racially related, um, assault related sexual assaults, police assaults, a lot of these things. And I think that we've had a real reckoning in society. And I think people have kind of like taken a lot of lessons to heart. It's gone on for a long time. And I think people are kind of kind of getting ready to move out of the classroom, mm. if, if you will. I think people are like, okay, I get it. I'm there. Uh, we've also, I, 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 I like the Gillette commercial. Whoa, bro. No, no, no. We don't do that. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people have taken the me too movement to heart to the point of now kind of like being not, I want to say joking about it, but it's not that we take it less seriously as society, just in generally speaking, I think we're just, we're just moving forward. But what can happen with that is there is a little bit of a contrast that comes up and you know, when you've kind of been cramped up for a long time, people like to stretch, you know, you like to stretch a little bit further out. So I say that just to get ready to hear some things that I think are, are going to be kind of fucked up as it moves forward. And, um, you know, I'm just never going to forget the impact that can happen when like somebody who's big and powerful and rich, you know, has you locked in a room and tries to get you to like play with your genitals when you don't really want to do that. Like that could be like a super, super traumatizing experience. And even if you're not going to jail because of it, 
like you're still facing 22 civil lawsuits. And right. so, um, so with that said, I just want to kind of get ready for that pendulum swing because I don't honestly want to compromise the things that I really believe in, even when the tide starts to shift. Um, so with that said, Deshaun Watson did miss an entire year of football. Deshaun Watson's probably going to have half of his year suspended. And this is how we handle things, right? Like we don't, we, 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 I am an abolitionist in a lot of ways. And I don't, I, I do believe in, in moving forward and giving people chances to show that they have learned and are better people. And like this man right. is 26 years old. He's a top 10 quarterback, even after missing a year. And I think that him landing with the Browns is, um, is about as exciting as it probably can be. Right. Like, on a football perspective, it it it's it's pretty top notch. Yeah, I think, and I think the Texans did a good job of trying to recruit some, recoup some of the picks that Bill O'Brien like shipped off in his tenure. Mm. Um, unfortunately, they weren't able to keep Deshaun Watson, but they're going to have to do what they got to do to continue to try and grow that franchise out of the dust. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Watson to Cleveland makes a lot of sense on yeah. the football field. If you're talking about me as maybe Watson's PR guy. And a guy that says, look, you already got bored in a, in a town and started doing shit you shouldn't have been doing. Uh, are we not worried about that in Cleveland? Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where I uh, I get a little bit hesitant to think that he's just going to turn over his new leaf in Cleveland, Ohio. But hopefully that's what happens. The, wor- the world would be better. Football would be better if he kind of takes this on his on his shoulders to be a better better human being and we'll see what happens there um i am excited for for a fantasy perspective i mean deshaun watson was one of the most electrifying players uh to play this game so we'll be excited to see that amari cooper as well uh over there obviously all the tight ends they got about 50 of them uh on the roster and then you know the offensive line my concern would be that we've seen this you know stefanski style system in minnesota and now in cleveland and hopefully it's not a run first you know kind of old school attack. Cause that's what it's been, you know, with Baker and stuff. So hopefully they, they lean more into the, the run and gun that they've got kind of going with, with Watson, the capabilities they could have. There. You know, I think Watson's going to deal. Yeah. You know, you talked about him hopefully coming out and wanting to be a better person. And I, and I sure should hope so. And I'll also say like, if he does, if he doesn't, it is what it is, you know, right. oper- color within the lines Deshaun, don't get into any more trouble. If you want to just not talk about this anymore, okay, give us something else to talk about then. Like Don Draper from Mad Men says, if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. There's no mm-hmm. better way to change the conversation than to throw up crazy numbers and start winning for the Browns for the first time, like ever for them. So if that just does happen, watch how things shift. And I think he's going to be motivated to try to make some of that action happen. Um, I think he's going to run for every play, every yard, everything, at least in the beginning when he's trying to reintroduce himself. So after that suspension takes place, I think Deshaun Watson is going to be doing some crazy stuff for the Browns, at least for a few games. So, Austin, I want to pick your brain on one more thing. Oh, yeah. 420 saying quick thoughts on Matt Ryan to the Colts. Can we finally trust Pittman? Now, Matt Ryan had a very tumultuous year last year. Falcons weren't that great. He was not that great. Do we think the change of scene, the offensive line, the things that allowed Carson Wentz to throw – 27 touchdowns uh, and do his thing. Do we think that we like that for Matt Ryan and the Colts? And do we like these guys like Pittman? Obviously Paris Campbell might have a chance to get back as well. I think you've got to be, I'm excited for Matt Ryan. Cause I think Matt Ryan is legitimately good. And 
my question is how comfortable do you think he was in Atlanta? Mm. I think probably he was probably not like, very. <laughs> no, I think like well, not 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 very in the sense of he didn't want to. Oh, I see. You, he got over comfortable there, just kind of being the guy. Team sucks, and they didn't want to win. You know right. what I mean? Like it's one of that situations where it's like I don't think Arthur Blanche want like really wanted to have it happen. The coach, like the whole team, was a mess. And we're talking about Matt Ryan, who's a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, um, certainly a Ring of Honor, instant Ring of Honor for the Falcons type of quarterback. And the whole team is bad. There's no real hopes of the playoffs. You're humming and hoeing. You're like, what are we even doing? So you're like, all right, I'll take my $30 million and mm. I'll just like he home and let's go. You know, and if you change it, though, the change of the environment, everything changes when you change its environment. It's like part of a quality of life. Like right. you take from your environment and it becomes you. So in Indianapolis, I think that Indianapolis, like we've said before, I think they get a better a better evaluation than they kind of deserve because they're kind of like a little bit more of the wild and out franchises. Like they're right. a little bit more like ratchet comes to mind. Like that's kind of how the Colts, how I see them operating. Like they, they, we don't talk about them the way we talk about the Browns or, you know, some of the gnarlier stuff like with the we could, Cowboys. but we could, we could, we could, they've done enough. I mean, their owner's been Jerry Jones esque. I mean, Jim Mersey has his, had his Jerry Jones moments. Uh, right? but they, they, they've had some great upstanding guys too, you yes. know, through their Andrew Luck and, 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 you know, Peyton Manning and whatnot, but sure. uh, and, uh, Tony Dungy, you know, coming right. out of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, really some really stand up dudes as well. Frank, Frank Reich or Jim Irsay just must be like a people's person. Like he doesn't care who you are. He loves you. He loves right. like good Christian boys. He loves, he loves the bad boys. He just loves it all, man. He's just like, Let's crack this pill bottle and get it going. <laughs> Jersey J thinks Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a top five wide receiver this year. Bet on it. I hope so, man. He's on my dynasty team. I'd love to see that. What's up, Jersey J? Also, I've given you a shout out yet, brother. What's going on, man? Good to have you. Jersey J says he's in from Italy right now. Says Italy oh. pop in. The women here are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Hopefully not. Just be respectful. <laughs> Harris, Harris going third overall. Be back in June. Stay sexy, bros. All right, we Appreciate will. We will. You too. Yeah. I want to go to Italy. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, that would be great. Let's see. Austin, how are you liking your build so far? I know you're about to come on the clock here, but how do you like I, so I, far about your team? I'm going for a win now with with still future left on the bone. That was kind okay. of my mindset on this one, and I th I'm feeling really good about it. I think I got a win now squad right here with Hertz or Rogers at quarterback running back duo of Joe Mixon and Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, Miles Sanders coming off the bench here. Then Cooper Cup, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins. Like, there are my three starting wide receivers. Cooper Cup has obviously got the least amount of shelf life, but I predict him to be the number one overall wide receiver this year. And then Terry McLaurin and T. Higgins, I think, are going to be very, very serviceable for this year and probably for the next five plus. So I'm liking where it's coming together. I like Pat Fryermuth. Um, I'm feeling really I'm kind of super sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Just shout like out me. Ryan Trejo. Happy birthday, hey, man. Happy birthday, Ryan Trejo. And shout out to our guy, Jersey J, saying to stay sexy. And Austin said, look, my team is sexy right now. All right, I like it. Yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of really kind of do. If you guys want to mock with us, if you're new to the channel, if you love fresh fantasy football content, hit that subscribe button. Give us a like on your way in. We've got over 20 of you watching with us now, so make sure you're joining Whisper Nation. And if you hit that Discord link, 
it's in the description as well. You can get access to these links. We drop the sleeper links every Monday. So you can draft with us. Um, and we are still, we still have not yet opened up the link for the underdog draft that'll be happening after this one. Uh, it's going to be an underdog best ball tournament. Six people total, right? Is that correct? You and me plus four of y'all. Yeah, so we'll have four people to join as well. I'm going to get that link. Um, well, Austin, should I get you the link now? Yes. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me over that yeah. link so I can get in there, and you'll be in there, and then we'll just need four. And then we'll have the la- yeah, we'll just have four, and then we'll start it up. Yeah, Whisper Nation, we would absolutely love to draft alongside of you in our underdog best ball tournament. And just if you haven't done best ball before, it's a set it and forget it or draft it and forget it type of tournament where you draft a bunch of players and then you don't set it. It automatically puts the best lineup together after the week has happened. um, And that's how it works. So we're going to be doing these every single week. And then it's going to be really fun, man, at the end of the fantasy season to go back and take a look at these like several dozen best ball tournaments that we do and see how we all shook out. And so, yeah, just three bucks. You can jump in there, draft alongside of us and keep tabs on that all season long. Yeah. $3 is cheap guys, less than a tank of gas. So <laughs> go ahead and grab what? your entry to $3, <laughs> uh, grab your entry to $3 or a gallon of gas, not a tank. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> but it, it still applies, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. Three bucks. You can get in there. Uh, for less than the cost of a tank of gas. Yeah, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> Stay at home and draft with us, and you'll be set. Um, and we will we'll get that link out to you guys. But you guys can get a head start on it like Scott did. Get over to underdog.com and, or download it in the app, Underdog yeah. Fantasy. Got it on the app store here. Yeah. 16 of y'all hanging out with us. If you are enjoying your drafted team or just really any of the content you see coming your way, considering hitting us with this thumbs up. It really does help the video, this specific one, get further out there. And we would love to have as many folks with us, both for the end of this ride and jumping into the underdog format. So if it you helps like the you robots listen- tell other people to to watch our videos. So if you want more people in your family, in your Whisper Nation family, hit that like button. Yes, ball. Yeah, this was up, Jacob Black. All right. Stevenson. Who got the room? Oh, yeah. Johnny got the room. Andre Stevenson. No, wait. Who? No, no. I can't see it. Oh, Jacob. Jacob got him. Oh, that's a late one for that. That's really nice. Good pickup. Good pickup, Jacob Bly. <laughs> Always guys, you like, how is he still here? No, I do it all the time. All the freaking time, bro. It's those rookies, man. They mix in the rookies. I got to do more rookie research. They got to land on teams. Exactly. Oof. Oh, I wonder if I, Ronald, Ronald saying some underdog uh, weird thing with location permis, permission. Yeah, you, oh, they want to know right. what state you're in. If I don't know if it's in Pennsylvania, but if it's not, then you probably Great won't be allowed. Point. Great point. It's obviously we're in a state of flux regarding sports gambling and many, many states allow you to do it, but not all of them do. And sometimes they have like weird stipulations like Johnny in Arizona can do some of the ones that we do, but he can't do all of them. So that's a good point. Did you send me that link over, Travi? You did? Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm trying to Sweet. look up the states here. Oh, that's a good one to 
to try and be able to say for people, but I'm not seeing it. Okay, so Ronald coming in here saying, I actually live in Jersey, and we are the king of gambling after Las Vegas. I was in Atlantic City with my dad back in 2012, and we were watching the Eastern Conference, Western Conference NBA Finals. It was that um, Oklahoma City versus San Antonio Western Conference Finals and the Cavs versus the Celtics, I think it was. And we were just so excited to get out there and watch the conference finals and do some sports gaming. And then we found out you couldn't sports gamble out there. It was so weird. That was my introduction to uh, bullshit to rules in this country. Yeah, I'm like, wait, I can go and gamble on this. Get your rules out of here. Get them out of here. I don't like that. Mm, got it, got it, got it. Tight end. So how you feeling about your squad, Travi? Well, I just realized I hadn't drafted a tight end yet. So, but I got Mike Kosicki. I'm feeling really good about that. Ooh, I like that. They franchised him at the tight end position. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so far, so good. I got some young guys, got some upstart running backs. I love the wide receiving core. And I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray, obviously, and his upside. Need him to stay on the field and stay motivated. But other than Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Okay. Dude, speaking of, uh, I missed out on a parlay yesterday. I needed Aaron Holiday or Justin Holiday to get one and a half more points. It was on underdog. Yeah. Yeah. I did a. Have you? uh, I know when we started, or when you started doing underdog on NBA, you just weren't hitting. Has has it turned around a little bit? No. I can't hit anything on basketball, dude. I am ice like, cold on NBA. No, I'm ice cold, dude. I've I've spent I've I've probably had an average bet of twelve dollars, and I've I've gone from like four hundred and fifty bucks to two hundred and ten dollars without having a single win in between there. I know, bro. It's so it's it's fucking brutal, man. The football football betting, you know, I was I was just raking them in. That was fun. I was winning like one out of every six or seven. And like you know, these are these are pretty good parlay bets. So I it was pulling it in, but on basketball, dude, I'm just bleeding. Nothing good coming my way yet. <laughs> it's not good. What do you think it is? Just luck? I think it's. No, I just think there's more volatility when it comes to it's less predictable. Like prop bets NBA. on NBA, yeah, yeah. I, it's I would just, agree it's with less that. predictable. You know, you get a player who's coming in, and it's like they could be completely blanked out. And um, like in the NFL, we know that certain players are going to at least get certain opportunities. You know, running back carries. Yeah. Yeah, and I like a lot of those just like opportunistic bets. It's not like how many yards. It's like, oh, Matt Stafford over under two and a half rush attempts. You know, you can like you can think more about that in game plan for it. But in the NBA, like for a for a parlay type of situation, I'm just not hitting them right now, dude. I'm uh, it's been tough. And I'm a diehard Suns fan, too. And I think I know that team pretty well. And it's like, man, Mikel Bridges up and down. DeAndre eight and up and down. You're just like, it's, it's just really tough to call it. They just keep winning games too. It's just like, God damn. Looking, looking good. I think I'm just going straight rookie running backs at this point. At the end here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, you just got to assume they're landing in the best possible situation for you. You know, right. draft them accordingly. That's what you'd be trying to do based on where they were landing, anyways. Um, it's interesting now that the quarterback market has reset where some of the mm-hmm. running back free agents are going to go. Leonard Fournette was visiting with the Patriots. It sounded like was um, he? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I don't know that why he'd like go there. Stuff. I don't know why he'd go there though. 
Damian Lombardi Harris. Lombardi, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get a Lombardi over there, bro. Dude, Come on. I I know I know that you rostered Ramondre Stevenson in our dynasty league, and I've been a little jelly about him because we all remember what Legarrette Blunt did, and it could happen. But the concern, obviously, and why Ramondre kind of slipped. It's like, I know we're. Damian Harris didn't go away, man. Damian Harris didn't go away, and now maybe Leonard Fournette enters the chat, and it's. No, he needs how to he does not enter the chat, dude. I think Belichick is a little bit antiquated of a term. I think you're right on there because it's like you can predict more of what happens, and I think it's fair to predict we're going to see more division in that backfield. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know why it wouldn't be. That's what Belichick's pretty much always done. Mm. Um, never really had the marquee running back because he just doesn't draft that way. Right. So I think it's – Unless you know, you're drafting I mean, Tony Michelle in the first round. Yeah, and then you're still like – putting in other guys ahead of him because he sucks or hurt, <laughs> you know, I, um, the Patriots are not just, I think they're going to continue to be a fantasy wasteland. There's not going to be much there on the offense. You're really going to want uh, to be maybe Damian Harris, but there were games where you thought it would be Damian Harris and it was Ramondre and you thought it would be Ramondre and it was Damian. And it was just getting hard to project down the stretch based on their own health and, and game. And I, remember it, I was, I was hitting it. I had both of those guys on my league of record team. Yeah. I redraft, yeah. Give myself a pat on the back. I was kind of picking which one it was more times, right. Than not, but it was still even like, Oh no, this is going to be a Ramondre game. Oh, nope. This is going to be a Damian Harris. <laughs> yeah. Game. You know, I'm taking like a 65% chance on it. And I was, you know, fortunate to be right, but it's still like, nope, it's one back and back and back. The lucky, I mean, or the lucky, the uh, the nice thing about that team, though, it's like even if you get one of them, you shouldn't have to pay too much. And they should get touching rushing touchdowns. I don't think that Mac Jones is going to suddenly become, even in his second year, uh, this, you know, prolific red zone passer. I think they're going to continue to play bully ball in New England and, and play to their defense, and they'll run a ton. And they've been top. I mean, even when Brady was there, they were tops in the league and running. So I think that's going to be continue to be a model for them. And that means that they should stumble in. You're, you, one of those guys is going to get a goal line look, um, if not both in a game. And that happened in several games, especially with games against the Jets and the Dolphins and stuff like that. Like they, you know, they got it in quite a bit in the red zone. So. Yeah, I feel with that. Trav, you're coming your last couple of picks right now. Any thoughts on how you'd like to round out this startup mock? Yeah, I think there was somebody I was looking at. I was, we'll see what happens. I don't know what everybody else needs, but I'm taking a look at Zach Ertz down here at tight end. He was re-signed um, to the Cardinals. Yeah, so I think that would be one I'd take a look at. Jonu Smith's an interesting one in the second year with New England. He had some injury situations going on last year. But, yeah, one of those tight ends. Under Henry, though, too. I mean, I think I might take uh, Z's boy Sky Moore here with the last pick. Just uh, a little upside there. Just a reminder, guys, as we get close to closing this thing out, we're going to be doing draft grades here quickly at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let you guys know what we think of your teams. And then, of course, we're going to be drafting over on Underdog Fantasy for a best ball draft as well. I'm excited about that one, man. I'm in. I did have an issue logging in on my phone, and it did have to do with the location services. It was like, oh, we can't verify your location. Fix it or contact our support service. Fix it or die. (laughs) Pretty much. And I went with the desktop version. So I've got it up on the desktop here, and it's working. It it didn't work on the phone, though. So uh, Brocal took my Zach Ertz. Oh, Brocal 38, man. Good pick. Good pick. 
Good pick, bro. Good pick, dude. I'm going to take Robert Tunyon. No Devontae. Robert Tunyon comeback season. Clever pick, Travi. Yeah, I think that might be good, right? He healthy? Yeah, it should be. I mean, he, he tore it pretty early on. Yeah, he, so, he just signed a, a one-year deal a couple days there ago. There you go. Yeah. That could be a nice pickup, man. And let me ask you about what it, let's say the core stays how it is. What's Alan Lazard's value? Well, it's gotta be I would say top fifteen wide receiver. You know, fifteen you so? through Yeah, fifteen through eighteen. I mean, he's gonna be the only wide receiver there. If they stay if they don't draft anybody high pedigree, um Dude, Lazard yeah. without Devontae Adams had some really nice games. I mean, Lazard it's all about trust with Rodgers. We know that. I mean, he made guys out of he made wide receivers out of guys that shouldn't have been maybe as good as they were. And I yeah. think he can do that again. And Lazard's been a guy he's been screaming for uh, you know, since he came on, since that Monday night game against Detroit, he's been talking him up. So um I think that yeah, Lazard is definitely gonna have the opportunity to have his best fantasy year and best career year ever. Uh, as the number one target there. Aaron yeah. Jones is the guy I know we'll see an uptick uh, as a receiver. Robert Tunyon, I think we'll see an uptick. And then we'll see kind of what we do with the rest of it, how we fill it out. I think um, that's a good take. Randall Cobb, you know, I know it's not a sexy pick, but he could be a late round guy that uh, if he stays healthy, that's a big if obviously, but that's a guy that Rogers trusts. Um, so it's, it's all going to be about trust with this team. And I, and I bet we run, a whole lot more too. We're going to play the AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, you know, thunder and lightning kind of deal quite a bit too, as well. But I think uh, I'm excited about this team. So as long no, as we I'm got Rogers, it will be good. You know, I don't, I'm not going to go down the route of we're a better team without the best wide receiver. Oh, in no, not at all. Because we're not, but I do think there's a world where Rogers could develop a more well-rounded approach make us a little bit less vulnerable. Uh, I mean, we know the stats seven and zero with Matt LaFleur without Devonte Adams, you know, he's only lost nine games total as is. So it's not like there's a ton of blemishes on LaFleur's record, but I think we're going to be okay. I'm actually excited to see what we do and uh, go pack. Go. Uh, Jacob Blay and Scott asking about the link. We will definitely put it on here. I can drop it in YouTube as well. Um, but we're going to do that after we quickly do some draft grades here. So, Austin, why don't you start by going through Ronald's team here? Yeah, okay. And I will, uh, I will try to. You want it? Should I break it down and give the grade? Yeah, or yeah. Should I break it down and you give the grade? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Go. You you want to do it that way? I'll I'll break it down and give the grade, and okay. then we'll just jump to you and you'll do some Satow. And if you have yeah, a contradicting opinion on this one, if you want to throw out a quick word or two about it, sounds let's roll good. with that way. All right, so. We've got Professor Ron joining with us. I absolutely love to see you here, man. Uh, Jamar Chase in the number two overall spot. I like it. We always say, like, especially in a dynasty, a dynasty startup, you're going to be having this team like for decades potentially. Um, if you're hair splitting between two receivers, go with the one that really gets your socks off. It's supposed to be fun after all. So I love that pick there. Cam Akers in the second. Nice young running back. Should be slotted for a lot of work. Josh Allen best quarterback the last two years still a lot of youth ahead of him too aaron jones we just mentioned the uptick on there i like it so a lot it's a lot of good win now action in those first four picks make it five with dallas godard and devonta smith there two eagles back to back rookie running back spiller there and then you get brandon Ayuk, hunter renfro 
those are pretty nice. Nice picks there, eight and nine. A sneaky production, especially in a PPR format. Devin Singletary in the 10th. That's not a bad running back to pick up that late down. Pickens, Lockett, and Bell, three wide receivers. I don't hate it. Rookie quarterback Willis and David Njoku there to round it out. I think this is a well-drafted team. I think, you know, you look at the wide – we're looking at win now, win later. Decent shot of winning now, obviously, with Jamar Chase, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones. That's a really nice three-headed monster I think you got going there. You loaded up on youth, um, and you got some win now, and you don't have a lot of, of – there's not a lot of age on this one either. So I think you got a competitive team right now. I think you got room to grow into it. And if you have some of these younger wide receivers hit, you're in a really good spot. You will have to be drafting heavily at the running back position moving forward, but don't we all? I like this squad. I would give it a solid B plus here. All right. All righty, righty. We're going to go with Smitty Satow. This guy has won jerseys and cards, and he's a Whisper Nation Patreon member. Uh, yeah. We love get on here and drafts with us. I appreciate all of you guys in the chat. Yeah, I want right, to say, so, like, really quick on here, dropping it YouTube first, so those watching and not drafting have a shot. Yeah, yeah let's, give, let's give everyone here a, a shot. I think that's pretty cool. Smitty Satow, uh, he started with a running back robust strategy, Najee Harris and Austin Eckler. Then he filled out his roster with Pat Mahomes, Hopkins, and Evans, and Amon Ross St. Brown. His running back stable behind those top two, Elijah Mitchell, James Conner, and White the Rookie. Then he's got Brandon Cooks and Thielen and Kadarius Toney as backup wide receivers. Really like these wide receivers as well. Uh, Tom Brady and the man who replaced him in New England, Mac Jones. And then Tyler Higby to round it out at tight end. So tight end obviously uh, could be stronger. But other than that, I'm, I'm finding it hard to say what I don't like about this team. Maybe the age oh. at wide receiver, you could say. Uh, but I think other than that, I mean, Hopkins and Evans at least have two to three more years of great production in them. Uh, St. Brown right there. Yeah, you, you got a Monroe St. Brown to kind of be the, your young guy. In the, in, and then obviously and then Kadarius. Yeah, so I think this team's well put together. Smitty, we said your team was stacked last week. It's not quite stacked this time around, but it is very good, very solid. I don't think it's anything less than a B, B minus somewhere around there. Really? I got I, I love this one. I think it's good. I think the the tight end and the quarterback situation are a little aren't my favorite. Oh, he's got Mahomes. I didn't even see that. So yeah, yeah, he's probably more of an A. Uh, to be honest, good catch on that. That's a lot of quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, like a lot of quarterbacks there, but still Patty Mahomes there. I didn't even see that he had Mahomes there. Yeah. All right, right. Justin Jefferson from BroCal, taking him in the fourth spot. I mean, I said that he could be the number one overall pick in a dynasty startup. You get him at four, that's nice. Keeping it in Minnesota there with Dalvin Cook. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Joe Burrow. Interesting combination of like some win now. Actually, if I just take this from a win now perspective, I thought we were going a little bit of a youth orientation with Justin Jefferson, but that dude's a win now piece right now and a win later piece. He's that good. So Ezekiel Elliott, Keenan Allen, Damian Harris, a lot of win-now pieces in the first seven picks. A.J. Dillon as your backup running back, and Marquise Brown would be your third wide receiver with Robert Woods and rookie Olaf as your uh, bench wide receivers. You got Joe Burrow as your starting quarterback, then Justin Fields, and Pickett as the backup quarterbacks for yourself, Zach Ertz and Melvin Gordon. I like it that those veteran pieces at the end, they could both be very, very productive. Oh, my Zach Ertz. 
Yeah, took that Zachary's Peaches is really nice. And Melvin Gordon, we'll see where he situates himself, but he was really good last year, and he didn't look like he was slowing down. So that right. could be a sneaky pick for some win-now value right now. I think this is, you know, you could get really hurt at running back if Ezekiel Elliott falls off, if Dalvin Cook gets suspended. That's the concern is the depth at running back. Um, Joe Burrow is nice. Justin Fields is a nice future pick. Um Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson. I, this is, it's going to sound, and then you got Kelsey, obviously. It feels bad to give this team a B minus. It's like a, it's like a, it's a strong B minus, but it's, it's a B minus because I'm confused. I'm not feeling great about the future prospects of this. Like Dalvin Cook, you could have no running backs next year. Like there's a world where that is just, it's looking really, really grungy. Um, and I don't he didn't know if completely leave right. himself out of the cold though with Harris and Dylan though. So I, I don't think it's, I think, I, I think you're right. You know, if those two go, then he's only got Dylan and Harris and you're like, Oh God. And let's I'm say they sign Leonard Fournette and yeah, Steven exactly. up it. Damon Harris could become the third running back in new England. And we all like the AJ Dylan coming it's up. Definitely the weakness here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a B minus, but I feel bad saying good it. Good teams. Some good yeah, teams. Yeah, really, I know, right? Good draft. Smart, Jay smart Blizzy, a former Listener League champion of the Fantasy Whisperers here. He's got Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, and Chris Godwin for his trifecta of young wide receivers to start off the top here. Brees Hall, who's supposed to be the number one running back of all rookies. Mm-hmm. We've got Dave Montgomery as well. Then he continued with the wide receivers getting DJ Moore and then Darnell Mooney in the ninth. Got his two quarterbacks that he wanted, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, going to have his tandem there. And then Dalton Schultz at tight end. And then he really solidified the running back situation going Fournette, Edmonds, Jamal Williams, Gus Edwards, and J.D. McKissick to round out his draft. So I like how he went heavy with the wide receiver first and then tried to like PC. We talk about this a lot in redraft, you know, where you go wide receiver, have a couple anchor running backs, but then end up getting a lot of the later running backs that should cycle in. One of those guys should be an RB2 for you. So I don't mind the strategy at all Um, in a dynasty startup. You know, some of those guys are going to be wishy-washy in the next couple of years, but I like what you did to have your anchor of your wide receivers. The running back, Dave Montgomery's a little bit scary for me this year, not the same regime that drafted him, so he could be moved on from for a guy like Khalil Herbert very easily. And then Hall just hasn't landed with a team yet, so it's hard for me to kind of judge off of that. Your running back situation, I thought you tried to do what you could to you know mitigate that towards the end, um, but you're still kind of weak at tight end, in my opinion, as well with Dalton Schultz. Um, I'd still say though that it's a B probably. Yeah. I'd say B minus again. I just really like the wide receivers. I think the wide receivers and the running backs are going to, or in the quarterback is going to carry this team more team, more uh, weeks than not. All right, Austin, you're up with our number one fan, Jacob Bly. Jacob Bly, Javante Williams in the seventh spot, third running back off the board in dynasty startups. I don't hate it. It's just uh, just wild to see the world continue to turn. Christian McCaffrey, now speaking of the world turning, in the second round there, should be still a solid pick. Could, well, I mean, there's a lot to wait and see about Christian McCaffrey, but there's it's it's the, the floor is still high. Kyle Pitts, George Kittle. I'm vibing this dual tight end pickup. We'll see how it impacts the rest of your draft, though. Burks, Pittman, and Moore there as your wide receiver core. We're going to need them to step up Pollard as well. Calvin Ridley. We'll see you in two years. Deshaun Watson could be a, that's a sneaky pickup here. 
for you. Um, and then with Matt Ryan, I think is your backup quarterback um, that should cover ground while Deshaun Watson is likely suspended. You got Rashad, Ramondre Stevenson, Alexander Madison, Jay Ford there as your backup running backs. Tyler Boyd there at the bottom is your fifth wide receiver. There's some solid pieces. There's not a lot of holes on this team, but the floor is just kind of low for this squad. Like Javante Williams and Christian McCaffrey could be good, but to go with that as your as your like one two punch, it it it, it just it, it it leaves me wanting a little bit more right here. I'm I'm just not feeling it's as solid as some of these other bread and butter pickups. Then Kyle Pitts and George Kittle is super fun. Um Still some question marks with both of these guys, though. Uh, and then Burks, Pittman, Moore, no guarantees with any of these players. Um, I mean, new quarterbacks for all of them minus Moore, and maybe he's going to be better with if he did get a new quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. Like, we don't we don't know yet. Um, Tony Pollard, still behind Zeke. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I think that this one for me, it's... I'm not surprised if this team is a playoff threat. And like if Kyle Pitt steps up and Deshaun Watson just like steps right into where he's at and he's on pace for 50 touchdowns. Um, but where it's at right here, just kind of in comparison with the other ones, I got to go with like a C plus B minus on this one for me. I'm just leaving wanting a little bit more. I'm not totally sold on the foundation of this team. I think you could be in some trouble down the road. I think you could be in some trouble this year. Yeah, that's the thing is like starting off right with Ridley and Watson. There's some question marks on what you're going to do and to, excuse me, to hodgepodge it in there with some younger wide receivers. I just, it, it can get a little dicey there. I think it does have the upside to like be monstrous, you know, in a year or two, but could be very, very scary to start. Right. All right. Pizza belly said he, he didn't know anything about rookies. Z gave him some, some tips, but I don't think he drafted any rookies and Good that's all right. I don't think I did either. Um, Tyreek Hill was the way he started. Then Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara, Obviously, Kamara's got to figure out what's going on with his legal situation. Uh, Jerry Judy, then Darren Waller. And to close out the sixth and seventh, he got J.K. Dobbins and C.E.H. Man, if you had drafted this team a year ago, you'd be Dude, really C.E.H. could be sneaky at this point in the season. I do, think he's like, I do think he's like a post-type sleeper. Like he's a guy that we gave up on but now could be kind of just a, as value alone should be pretty good, right? Over four yards of carry last yeah. year. You know, I do over... like the quarterback situation, Matt Stafford and Trey Lance here. Um, so you get your upside with Trey Lance, but Matt Stafford's nothing to, you know, cry about at all. Dawson Knox to pair with Darren Waller. Gabe Davis, look at this Michael Gallup pickup in the 12th. Ooh. I think that's a great pickup. And Gabe Davis there. That's sneaky, dude. That's yeah. a steal. That this is a steal. Like Gabe like, Davis in 11? <sighs> we talked about how well they end last year. Sure. Yeah, this team just like it really gets good here. Uh, Chris Carson, whatever. Trevor Lawrence, whatever. For me, I mean, they're no, Trevor. Trevor Lawrence in a dynasty startup, though. We're still like, I'm, yeah. I'm throwing out again. It's his third QB. Yeah, and dude, then it's like if Lawrence hits, you could trade one of them out or or figure out what you want to do. Rondell Moore as well. Um, I think is a great 15th round pick here with all the receivers leaving Arizona. Rondell Moore should be very very enticing. This is an A team for me. I think yeah. this team has depth. It has upside. It has stability. Even with drafting Kamara, you've got these other running backs to fill in while Kamara figures his shit out. Uh, this is really good. I like this team. It's an A. This it might be the best team. one I've looked at. Yeah. And no rookies. So there, there you go. Uh, Reed Tyler will round it out for us here, Austin, if you want to take us home. 
Oh, you know I do. DeAndre Swift in the nine spot. You don't hate it. CeeDee Lamb. I like that pick up there. I am a I have come around on CeeDee Lamb. I am a full CeeDee Lamb stand. And I think you got a steal there with him in the second round. Justin Herbert's a nice young quarterback to lead your charge. DK Metcalf pairing along with CeeDee Lamb is young and cool, fast and strong. I like it. <laughs> Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs. I don't like Travis Etienne. It's just like that's an it's that's a fifth round pick. It could hit, but like, what's really the upside? And I'm keeping in mind, like, I think we evaluate Travis Etienne as a first round running back because that's where he was taken, but he was taken by a coach who didn't last the entire season. And we thought it was a mistake from the beginning. He also it's took like, Travis Etienne dude, to be a spot receiver. Yeah, we know your name's cool. You have a badass name, Travis. That's dope. But that's it. What else do you have for us, dude? Come on. I mean, I, I, I just think it's a little expensive there. Josh Jacobs, though, is a nice <laughs> second running back for you to pair along with Swift. And, uh, you know, and we'll see what Travis Etienne does. I wish him the best. Cortland Sutton as your third wide receiver, along with Judas Mishuser and Mike Williams from some depth. I think that's really nice, actually. Mike I think Cortland Sutton's yeah. going to have a good year with Russell Wilson. TJ Hawkinson, and that's a killer dynasty player. Um, he was doing so good last year until he got banged up and some weird kind of stuff happened. But, like, we got to see who TJ Hawkinson can be, and he is who we thought he could be, and that's a very good tight end. Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Williams, I'm excited to see what they do this season. Mike Williams getting that big contract. Juju Smith-Schuster finally out of Pittsburgh. Kareem Hunt, Cook are good depth pieces for you. Um, you got some youth there in Mechie and then Derek Carr. I think, uh, you know, I'll say it for Johnny, he's going to have a better year this year than he's had in the past. How could he not? Like, Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback, and this is hands down the best set of weapons he's ever had. So, good backup play there. I think you got some nice win now. I don't think this team is old. I think you got some nice shelf life. Um, it's a it's a B plus squad for me. Austin says B plus. Well, that rounds B+. it out. We're not going to grade Johnny's team because guess what? If you're not here to draft Johnny, then you don't get a team grade. Sorry, buddy. No, Hi. it's all right. We love you, Johnny. Love you. We love you. Um, just want to <laughs> say we love you to everybody in Whisper Nation that we drafted do. with us. And if you want with us next week, make sure you're with us on Twitter, Discord, and following on YouTube so you can get the notifications. But we are not done, Austin. No, we're not. Isn't that right? Yeah. Should I drop this link or what? Drop it. Dropping it, dude. The underdog fantasy link is in the disc- or is in the uh, chat right now. So make sure you get over there. Ronald says, I want a retrospective A minus. You guys graded easier as you went. Professor yeah, that's Bob, a recency bias. We might have been we we might have been doing that. Oh, we're we only need one more person in this draft. Oh, we might not even get that break. Good. I love it. Gonna... Oh, hell yeah. Stop Let's screen. go. We got Jacob Blah. We got Death by Rona. We, we are waiting. Cow. We got what? It says Phil. Good. It's full. Oh, it's we're full. doing it. We're All going. Right. I'm sharing the screen right now. Let's go, Mr. Boom, boom. It's starting in about a minute. So let me get this. How do I do the uh, go to the draft? Can you draft on your phone, bro? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, I think, okay. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it up like that. If I pop this out. Okay, that's what we want. Does that is that no, sharing no, no, no. this one? Do, 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 do what you had before, just the board. Oh, here we, here's what I'm going to do. Share screen. Chrome tab. There we go. How's that? Yeah, that yeah, is nice. That's what we want. So we remind want us right of the rules, there. Big Bobby. Uh, yes. Let me get into this other one so I can put this up here. This is going to be. 
a uh it's basically a half point ppr it's a best ball so like as austin said earlier it's a set it and forget it we've got a qb three wide receivers two running backs a flex a tight end and a bench and i'm gonna get in here or i'm screwed (laughs) (laughs) all right so we had no problem filling this out with whisper nation which means next week we could probably rock with um 10 team or a 12 yeah 10 or 12 it's working go go with the big dog yeah just thinking best ball he's still a really good pick we talked about this i think two weeks ago when we did it or a week ago and i just don't know why he's not a great pick for best ball um and nobody can convince me so So there we go suck it trebek (laughs) So Whisper Nation, if you're new to best ball, again, it's going to take the optimal lineup that you have total available. You don't have to set anything. Um, It'll just take the best available players after they've already played and fill your lineup. So it's, you know, a lot of folks think it's better to go with upside as much as you can. There's not really a lot of point to going with high floor players because it's going to fill them in for you. So try to get as many upside players as you possibly can. Uh, but that's just my take on it. Any insights that you try to bring to a best ball tourney, Travi? Yeah, I like what you said there. You, uh, multiple quarterbacks is another one we like to talk about. You want to have a couple, you know, maybe even three quarterbacks if you're just, even if you're just rostering one, because bye weeks, obviously, and then also if somebody gets hurt, you want to, you know, that's so, such a huge chunk of your lineup every week. You want to try and get that down. Um, but yeah, Austin said it really well there. You know, Austin Eckler. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook, even uh, we talked about, you know, Derrick Henry, DeAndre. So some of these guys that are just pure upside running backs, draft these guys. And then on the wide receiver, you know, you look at a guy like Mike Williams. Don't be afraid to draft a Mike Williams because right. he's going to get you monster weeks. You know, back into Sean Jackson's heyday, he was a huge best ball guy. Yeah. You know, because of the the boom weeks. So those are guys you want in your lineup, not just the studs. I mean, in this format, there's six teams, so we're going to have some really stacked teams. We say it every time. But uh, and I love that we had all these guys in here. Jacob Bly's in here. Death by Rona, Smitty Satow, uh, Brocal. Thanks for joining, guys. Got us really excited for next week when we can uh, get a, a bunch of people in here. Right. Yeah, we'll get this up to twelve. Oh, you took him from me. Tyree. Yeah, I did. I'm gonna go yeah. Debo instead of Devonte. I've been sitting here looking at Devonte, and I just can't do it. No, it's tough. I think the the fall off is real. I just don't know. It's going to be hard. And we have so much, even if you're a great wide receiver, we see that, that you can get above the curse. But there is a bit of a curse when you go to your second team via trade. And it's usually just in that first year. You can overcome that and be great. But there might be an adjustment period here for Devontae Adams, at least in, in fantasy. There's just no way it's going to be better, even with the shower narrative. Yeah, even no. with even if they, even if it fulfills all the way, we're talking about a back-to-back MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, who is straight up obsessed with Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams didn't miss a beat. So how right. can it get better? It can't. It can't. It can't unless Derek Carr all of a sudden becomes like a different quarterback. Unless we just get that super sweet mixture of both of them just, like, doing it for each other. Like, you know, Devontae Adams is the shit, and now Derek Carr is a, a top-five QB or something. But I don't see it. What do you see on this pick, Travi? Who are you thinking of taking? 
Might take Devonta here though. <laughs> yeah, right. You're talking about. Uh, it. I think I'm actually gonna go with CD. Oh, don't do it. CD sitting here. Yeah, CD sitting here with just the upside that I like in a best ball. Oh, screw you, bro. Sorry, bro. Well, you did it to me the last round with Tyreek, so it's true. It's true. I had it's to awesome. get it back. It's awesome. If you guys are in the best ball tournament, let us know. And if you guys want in next week. First of all, go and download Underdog Fantasy in the App Store and use the promo code TFW for up to $100 of matched money. And then second of all, make sure you're following us and you're following us over on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Uh, Let's see you over there. Yeah. I'm going to spread my toes on OnlyFans, dude. You into the toe game too? <laughs> you make a lot of money, dude. It too. <laughs> Look, dude, gas isn't cheap. Everybody lets you know about it, bro. How you think I pay these? Pay for these Jordans right here, man. <laughs> feet Spread for feet. butter on your toes on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, All right, that man. We're Viewers are going down. We really don't have a butter. <laughs> yeah, we really don't have a butter OnlyFans. Oh, we got them back. All right, we got one back. All right, good. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's funny stuff. <laughs> Uh, Whisper Nation, what do you guys think about drafting best ball style? Like, I'll go ahead and say one more piece. At, at night. I probably shouldn't say it at this point in the game because it is a little bit of disclosure, but I'm not shy about taking multiple quarterbacks. I'm not shy about taking a butt a fuck ton of quarterbacks on yeah. it just because it's like, you know, you get to the point when you're dabbling in between a wide receiver, right? You know, you're like, oh, who do I want to take? Um, you know, is it DJ Moore or is it Mike Evans? And it's like, or how about you take like a Lamar Jackson? You know, in, in my mind, who's got a jump above the other quarterbacks, but the wide receivers that you're looking, it's like we're kind of in the tier that's pretty wide right now at this point is right. how I kind of see it. Yeah, and there's just like something about best ball. Like we always say, like you should draft the guys that make you, you know, excited. Yeah. You know, in fantasy. And I think there's no better place to do that in best ball. You know, because mm-hmm. best ball is the spot to be like, hey, so like Oz Austin said, if you're in between these two wide receivers and you're like, oh, God, DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin and no offense to those guys, but those aren't guys that are like getting me super jacked then go with right. somebody that's going to get you jacked, even if that's a tight end or a QB. Right. You know? No, most definitely. I think that's a smart play. I just, you know, I don't have a ton of experience in best ball, only the second year doing it. And we'll yeah. see how these. We'll see how these underdog ones pan out because we got you now some some Skrilla on the on the line, you know, some some greenbacks. But I like to think that this is a strategy that kind of keeps you within your core values. I'd say in fantasy, if you're able to just go and draft guys that are one, you know, huge upside, and two, they make you feel good. You have a lot of fun with them. This is like your one opportunity to really draft as many studs as you can. Yeah. Ronald brings up a good point here. I mean, it's cool, but with injuries, it's like really tough to set them this early. He is not kidding. And this is just going to work on both sides. Like it's going to be volatile. That's how it goes. You're going to be like, fuck this draft, dude, man. Five of my studs all got hurt. That's why you just keep doing them, right? It's the law of averages. And then it'll happen on the other side where these guys you took at the very end, you're like, whatever, end up becoming studs, you know, for you this year, like this year's Debo Samuel or whatever it ends up being. Oh, I'm on the clock. Ooh. So we got 20 rounds here. 20 rounds, okay. And we are just about to wrap up round five. 
So rocking and rolling through here. Mm-hmm. Just gonna kind of move the board down a little bit so everybody can see. Nice. Good one with. Saquon Barkley, man, what's he gonna be about this year? It's hard to say. They were shopping him around. It was sounding like they were gonna try and dish him out, and then I don't think anybody bit because, like, why would you like pay that money and any kind of capital for a running back at this point? Um, and it's just sad. It's the most violent position. It's the shortest shelf life, and it's the one that's just treated like what it is. You know, it's just like rookie contracts should be two years for running backs. I think they should I've be heard you, yeah. six years for quarterbacks, and I think they should be two years for running backs. I'm with I think that. that works for everybody. I'm I'm with that. I think that's smart. Because it's like you get one year in there to see what they're about, a second year to make sure it's not a fluke, but then you've got like a 23, 24-year-old running back who you'd say is still probably got three or four years of real prime left, maybe more, maybe more. But like you feel good about that. It makes sense though. Like if you have a four-year deal for a rookie running back and now they're like 25 coming off of it, you're like, do I really want to sign this guy like a five-year massive right. deal? Like, no, I don't. So, oh, you okay? I, was, I thought you didn't see you were you were going. I didn't, and then I caught it. Oh, and I'm really happy about the okay. George Kittle pick. Upside again. Let's go for that upside. Gotta go for it. Yeah. Smitty Satow with Mark oh. Andrews. I think that's such a good best ball tight end. Mark oh, Andrews. Yeah. Like that's the that's quintessential best ball tight end for me. Like, Maybe even more than that. I think Pitts is a good tight end in pest ball this year, too. I'm yeah. really I, I understand why the, the love is there for Pitts because if he does end up doing what we think he can do and just dominating the target market share, that's a really good guy to have. You're basically getting wide receiver one usage out of tight end. So I'm gonna put where my money where my mouth is. I'm gonna draft him up. Pitts, but yeah. Someone we know likes to say, You won't. <laughs> you won't. Yeah, won't. All right, I guess I should start drafting a QB, huh? Maybe. 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 That makes sense. You just got to make sure you get a, a few of them. But it's like, it. again, in best ball, it's like, you know, go ahead and get four weird ones at the end. <laughs> yeah. right? It's a quarterback. Like, someone's breaking 25 points. I don't think I break 40, but uh, my boy Terry, dude, I feel like he's never Terry actually McLaurin. disappointed. I feel like people like people have called for Terry McLaurin breakouts, but there just haven't been all of the pieces lining up. But I don't think it's on Terry. And I know I have him in Dynasty and, and I mean, I'm a Terry fan, but I really haven't been a Terry fan hype person. Like I've I've never who, really like pushed him out there. Who has this quarterback been? You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to knock the guy when he's put up great numbers, and we've seen that like he's put up good numbers despite getting doubled a ton and despite not having a great quarterback. And so, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of forgiveness in that. He's got to get going somehow, though, whether it's yeah. a trade or 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 a QB, because regardless of if we know he can do better, he's still got to he's if he's on better. your dynasty team, you know, or else. Right. It's like, what's going on? But I mean, he's a strong wide receiver too, but this like wide receiver one nearing elite 
category yeah. that we're seeing some people call for were not there. And it's going to be as soon as we just write him off, then he's going to he's going to pop. But yeah. I like the chances with Carson Wentz, given what we saw Carson Wentz do with Michael Pittman last year after they developed some rapport. I agree. He can focus on one guy. So you like the upside there with Wentz. So, yeah, hopefully Wentz is better than any version of a quarterback we've had in Washington over the last few. Let's see here. Well, I guess we're going to go with our guy, Joe Shiesty. Oh, nice. I like it. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. I hope it equates to fantasy football. It hasn't quite yet, but he's got everything else. And if you got him on your fantasy team, that's going to be a lot of fun between team names or talking shit to your opponent because you got the you got the cockiest SOB in the game. It's going to be a fun thing to have. So just need him to break into that threshold. I, I don't. I don't, I'm not a superstitious person, and I wish we had as much power as superstitious people believe we do. They're like, <laughs> oh, my God, you just changed the events around the other side of the planet because you walked underneath a ladder. Like, I don't <laughs> – oh, man, I wish it was that. I wish it was like that. Um, but, dude, it just feels like Joe Burrow is going to have a season-ending injury this year. Ooh, putting that evil on him. I know. I'm, I, just, I knew you'd bring putting, it up. Not doing. No, I'm not. Putting that evil on him, dude. It feels like this dude's narrative. You did man. that. You did that to him, dude. You have the control. The pull this clip up from March 21st, 2022. <laughs> dude, if you were, if you got people to believe that, the internet would absolutely hate you. I know. The internet loves Joe Burrow so much. What's I love Joe you? Burrow, dude. I know. I love love him enough to put that evil on him, dude. I'm just calling it like I see it. Well, he had one the year before, and they just in, they improved the line big time in free agency. So if they can do that a little bit in the draft too, I actually think he's going to be in for a pretty good statistical year. He should have a great year, right? Like this dude is a winner. Yeah. Joe Burrow is, I'm not going to say, the best young quarterback in the game. I'm not going to say he's But he's the best young quarterback in the game. <laughs> Justin Herbert, but I think he's the best winner. Like from what we've seen him do in college after transferring, do you consider school? Mahomes young a young quarterback in the game? Because yeah. if you consider him and Allen young, then he's not the best. But he is right there as far as who you'd want to start your franchise with. That's an interesting call, right? Patrick Mahomes is twenty six now. You know he's been in the league. He's going to be coming into his sixth year. I mean, if we go twenty five and under, then Burrow for sure. I think that's why I would draw the line for like a young quarterback. I think you're kind of in your own here when you're closer to 30 than you are to 20. Right. You're still, I mean, like you're still young, but for this classification, no, I think we'll like a 25 and under is a different category. And then, yeah, he he might be. All right. Are you going to draft here, Austin? The best guy, of course. (laughs) What do we think about Michael Thomas this year? So you going to do good work? Picked him in our uh, sleeper draft right before this. I think he could be all right to get him a full year with Jameis. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. Oh, DJ Moore. Is that who you wanted? No. I missed my pick. So we're going with DJ Moore, Ooh. baby. Give me some Amari Cooper sitting down here. I think that's a good one. With Deshaun Watson as his quarterback, at least for a yeah. half a year. Think so. Give me at Mark least a, a back half. That's a name that's going to be spoken a lot more. Amari Cooper. Yeah, we're going to be talking about his. 
Isn't it's going to be hard to project that value though too awesome with the Watson suspension looming. What does it end up, you know, what does it end up being? Is it six? Is it eight games? And how much does that affect Amari Cooper? Cause I, I believe what Jacoby Brissett was the man they signed as the backup. I don't, I don't even have a problem with it. It's like, there's no other real pass catchers in Cleveland and give me Brissett. Give me Watson. Give me Baker. Give me, I don't just any NFL quarterback, even third string caliber. It's got to go somewhere. Mark Cooper's probably got a little bit of a safety blanket vibe going for him. Um, he's a good receiver. And then with Watson coming on board, like I think I think Cooper goes from a wide receiver two, like back end, to being a, um, a wide receiver one when Deshaun Watson gets on board. I'm with that. I'm with that. I think I've 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 been a fa- huge fan of Cooper. Uh, people don't realize like how good Cooper was when he came on. First of all, as a, as a prospect, he was really good. Oakland, he was up and down with the Raiders. But he kind of he was a thousand yards every year. Yeah, but he was still yeah very productive. And then he comes over to the and he's been a top ten wide receiver in the league with the Cowboys as far as yardage catches and touchdowns. Um, it's a shame that his contract was so huge because they weren't able to kind of make it work because I think that was one of the threats Dallas had was like multiple ways to beat you with these wide receivers. Um, and they kind of bared the cupboards out after that was one of their biggest strengths. You know, we talk about strengthening your strengths. I don't think Dallas did that this off season. They really kind of, they played the salary cap game, you know, First time in a like, while. Yeah. You hadn't seen them kind of do that, but you know, maybe they're trying to be, you know, not the same old Cowboys. So, I Maybe to figure out. Hmm. Okay, so we got some guys still here. Ooh, I like the Dawson Knox. Knox. For best ball? Yeah. I like it. I think so. I think that's good. All right, I'm gonna go. Keep, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do that. Devonta Smith here. Devonta Smith should he could have a really nice year. Well, it's the like I'm looking at these guys thing. and I'm like every part of my being was like, oh, get Marquise Brown, mm. and I'm like, why would I get Marquise Brown when Devonta Smith's here? Mm. And it's like, oh, get Darnell Mooney, you know? Oh, the upside's there, you know? Get Gabe Davis. I'm like, yeah, let me go get Devonta Smith first because I think that is actually the right call. Mm. Should be the number one. Should be a vein, a main vein in his offense, right? Yeah. I mean, Devonta Smith was clearly the number one receiver. Godert might be the number one option, but receiver right. Smith holds that. It's not going anywhere. Jalen Hurts should only get better. Nick Sirianni should only get better, or at least more consistent. I like it. Ooh, who do I like now? Taking with my with my pick. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to look back at these and see who comes away with it, but also like see the way we drafted. We're going to have all this information. Plus they're going to be locked in here in our best ball uh, in our apps for underdogs. So that's going to be fun, man. I am. We should do like uh, we should do a chart. We should like track all of this. I think so too. Right. I mean, we're going to have how we're going to be doing these every Monday, right? Until yeah. the season starts. Like, so for a month and how many months are there from now until we've got April, May, June, July, August, like five more months, 30 like days past September. 
Yeah. So we got like 20. Yeah. We'll have around 20 best balls tournaments going. Just messing with you with that stupid rhyme. The, how to remember your days. I didn't even. I, don't, I, don't, I know. I, I didn't. I, I didn't really land it. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think we uh, we have all this, and then we can kind of crescendo it up to the uh, to the mock draft marathon because we could do some best ball stuff within the yeah. marathon, man. We should do that. Yeah, I think we sh- I think we will. I think we just decided. We create See you later, adventure. Johnny. <laughs> no, Johnny, we, we went ahead Johnny. and decided you will not be a part of the mock draft marathon. <laughs> we decided to do best uh, ball instead. Yeah, it's not a mock draft marathon anymore. It's just a it's a best ball draft marathon. He's like, but I love best ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, well, too bad. Super, super cool. No, there's and then there's, Mark Brown just still chilling around here. Still chilling. I would kind of like to pick him up. I don't think it's a bad one. I think especially for <clears throat> best ball, I like him a lot. Ooh, you know who I'm actually going to pick up here, though? You won't. I did. Correll. I love that. I He's love back. that. Actually. Yeah, and like he's gonna be their only offense. Him and Pitts, man. I don't like Matt Ryan being gone in terms of Coral Patterson. Right. But but they got Marcus Mariota, so I think not terrible. And he was Patterson was just so good for them last year. I think they'll find a way to try to keep some of what he was about going. We'll see. Oh, Gabe Davis is nice. Big Trav, you're on the clock. I'm not taking you got your boy. You got your boy. Took me Good a little stuff. while. That's yeah, okay. Do it 420 says, boy, oh boy, do the Bills love the veteran in the slot? Jamison Crowder to the Bills. Thoughts? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the sleeper draft. Um, probably better for real football than for fantasy. Do it. 420 but uh crowder's been a pro man crowder's and this will be by far the best quarterback he's ever played with um so we're excited for that Uh, josh allen loves using the slot and loves how i mean josh allen's just great he can put the ball anywhere um it'll be interesting to see if we can get a solidified second option crowder gabe davis dawson knox somebody to consistently be the second option out of there um so we can draft accordingly I didn't have faith in the receivers behind Stefan Diggs last year. I was right. kind of looking at the Bills wide receiver core, kind of how I look at our Packers, Travi. And like, you know, you got one really good one. And it seems like this front office kind of knows how to put the other pieces together. But like, you know, you're not getting stoked last year about Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, right. and Gabe Davis. Like, you're just not. You're excited about Josh Allen, but you're not excited about those wide receivers. They were with another team. You wouldn't even be thinking twice about them. Now, though, Watching the way Gabe Davis finished last season, watching how Dawson Knox performed pretty much throughout the whole year, um, I'm actually excited about this Bills offense, offensive weapons behind Stefan Diggs. I think they're in for a treat. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more enticing with Gabe Davis after the playoff run he had, and then you know what you get out of Crowder. So you you know, not not to talk shit on Crowder, but you have your crusty old veteran. You know, you get rid of Cole Beasley, you get rid of Manuel Sanders, you take. Jameson Crowder, but now you have Diggs, Dawson Knox, and um, and Gabe Davis, and now you've got some exciting pieces. Um, so now you've got some juice there, and we just want to know which one you know kind of makes it through. Let's see, I'm up, huh? 
Which one's going to make it through for you in the 16th round, Travi? I'm going to go with Devin Singletary here. Uh, I, w- I hated it. I hated the McKissick move last week, and then McKissick didn't end up going. He went back to Washington. So I'll take Singletary again. For now, I think Singletary's worth the investment this late. Could be the guy. He Down the stretch, he was the guy. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe I incepted myself talking all that Bills talk. But we'll go, we'll go with Singletary here. Kadarius Tony is a nice pick, too. Do you think Tony's going to like just just gut check, dude? I'm not talking to Travi, the fantasy analyst. I'm not talking to Travi, host of the TFW. I'm talking to my homie Travis. Are you buying Tony? No, I'm not. buying. But I'm buying Tony as a guy you have to invest in in fantasy because I did see glitch speed. So yeah. I did see enough to say, be like, oh, this guy tilts the field. This guy could be absolutely dynamic. But we saw we thought that about Martavis Bryant, you know, and he he reminds me of Martavis Bryant, where it's like off the field issues, really good, whatever. Let me draft. The dude him. gets like he, he's uh, I like the term. He he's punches like, some guy in his first game, so it's like, is he that good? Does he play for the Giants still? Yes. Do I trust the Giants and Daniel Jones? No. So do I trust mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony? No. no. Am I getting him in sleeper mocks right now in a really nice palatable spot? Absolutely. And I will take him there because if he turns into what they paid Kenny Galladay to be, mm. if he turns into a guy that gets 10 to 15 targets a game at that kind of speed, at that kind of dynamicism, watch out. Cause that you got to take it. You got to take him there. Player. But I, I just, but he it, seems like a guy who betting on it. No, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know the man and I should not be besmirching his character, but we're talking about, I mean, we're doing a fantasy football show right now with it. Right. And I want to say with Kadarius Tony, he just kind of strikes me as the dude. I'm not going to say who likes to sit out, but finds some and en- finds enjoyment in being not available to play football. Like I just remember playing football myself. And like, you see the type, like there's guys who are like, Oh, I'm hurt. And it's like, mm, you kind of, like, I'm not saying you like being hurt. So like he's in love with the image, but he's like, Oh no, I got a finger deal. I can't go out there today. I just don't know if he's I, a dog. Yeah, and, and we'll have we'll have to see. Um, I think Urban Meyer wanting him is what kind of bugs me too. <laughs> but because uh, remember he wanted him instead of Travis Etienne. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's I think he's got all the makings of like a breakout guy, and he's mm-hmm. worth the stab late. Um, but he also has all the makings of a guy that'll be out of the league in two years too. So yeah. Um, it, it's really one of those, I hate to say boomer bust cause it's so played out, but he is, uh, the epitome of boomer bust. We go with a cheap Logan Thomas here for Carson. Nice. I do think that I just needed to save a little bit of face at tight end. And I think he's going to be a good one to, that's actually a nice pickup. Carson Wentz has a past of getting his tight ends. To perform. Yeah. Zach yeah. Ertz, you know, Carson Wentz back in the day. Godard as well. Logan Thomas should be very serviceable for Carson Wentz. I like that. Nice pickup. So, thank you. So, Whisper Nation, if you are just tuning in, on our mock draft Mondays, we do a sleeper draft, uh, a you know, 12, 14, 10-team, various formats mock draft. And then we're going to be following them up with a live best ball tournament every single Monday over on Underdog Fantasy. It's what you see right here. So, this is a real best ball tournament, $3 entry fee. And we will be following this draft all season long. Yeah, this is uh, 
three bucks. I think the winner gets, what did we say here? 16, 16 bucks, 16 smackaroonies right to you. If you win it, um, it's going to be exciting. We're going to have a few of these. So hopefully whisper nation makes some money off underdog. Hopefully we make some money off of them. And, uh, we just have a good time, man. It's like extending mock draft Monday. Of course, the uh, instant gratification junkies that we are, we're like, oh, give us another mock draft or give us another draft on Monday. But I love it, man. No, oh, man. You know, I... It's like the old ads they used to do for Monday Night Football where they'd be like, Monday sucks. Monday's a drag. Tune into the best thing for you. I feel that way about mock draft Monday. You know, so much going on in the world, and it's like, oh, God, restart another week here. And then it's like, Monday night, Mock Draft Monday, dude. Let's go, man. It's been a lot of boys. Professor Ron, do it for 20. Scott. Bet a little money. Jacob. Yeah, dude. Z, Pizza Belly, all of our boys. Everybody up in here. It's been great. We're coming down to the end of it in the last round here. Right. DBR making his final selection. I don't know what I'm going to do here. What are you going to do here? Awesome. What do you do here? Yeah. What does he even do? do? I am a little interested in DJ Chark. I'm a little interested in LaVisca Chenault. Um, I, you know, I've got three quarterbacks. This would be my thing here. I've got Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Matt Stafford. I might just take like Tua right here. Just because it's always nice when you do get one quarterback who pops for you. You know what I mean? Like that's a way yeah. to really hold down a week and, you know, somebody can get hurt for you. I think that's what I'm probably going to do. I think I'm going to go with I like that. I'm going to go with Tua. I'm going to pick here. I'm actually going to follow your lead here on a late quarterback. I had three. I'm going to go with for my fourth Daniel Jones. Okay. And Daniel Jones has some mobility. Brian Dable okay. is the guy who invigorated Josh Allen is now gone to New York. I'm going to buy in a little bit on some post-hype Daniel Jones here, at least for fantasy. And I think that the Giants really want to see what he's about. Yeah. They're going to – he's going to be the dude. Could be the last year he's the dude, but this year he will be the dude. Jacob Bly making the last selection here in our 20-team best ball tournament. First one of the mock drafting season. Whisper Nation, we're going to be doing these every single Monday, so make sure you are liked and subscribe. subscribe catch all of the notifications coming your way we're going to also be doing our thursday night football show on thursday evenings that's right yeah uh, i'm just going to take a look at this here really quick and uh they gave me projections on my phone here so just to round it out death by rona should uh is projected to have the most points by almost a few hundred here, 4,400. That'll go great for his ego. Uh, <laughs> projected to be the best um, team in this setup here. We also have Brocal at 4,100. Austin and I uh, sub 4,000. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it's all, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You, ne- you never know, but you never know. Man, that was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. First one was a success. Yeah. And we got that thing filled. I mean, we thought we were taking a break and we got that thing filled like nobody's business. So just want to thank Austin. Want to thank Whisper Nation. 
I want to thank everybody that joined us. And if you're new to the channel, again, hit subscribe and you can join us next week. Um, And hopefully we'll get Johnny back on the, on the, on the draft. So we'll get everything rocking and rolling next week too. Uh, But like Austin said, we'll be back on Thursday for our Thursday night football show. uh, That is 3.30 PM Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. So for Austin Sear, I'm Big Travi. We're the Fantasy Whisperers, and we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Right here. Oh, hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not told yet, check out one of these videos.